podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing today? Timmy, I am so good. Uh, I woke up this morning making coffee, getting ready for our podcast, and it dawned on me like it did yesterday and like it will every day until kickoff that preseason is done and there is just a little bit of preparation still to go as teams prepare for kickoff and uh i couldn't be more excited yeah we've got no more preseason games one more weekend and then football starts so if you're if you're wondering why there's not if you're an nfl fan and you're like wait a minute there's never a break between preseason and regular season just a heads up what's happening they moved the regular season to 17 games this year in order to do that they had to take away a preseason game and that created this little one week break in between the preseason and the regular season so that's why there will not be any football any nfl football on your tv this sunday that is correct yeah just uh not a lot of news but a couple of Quick updates. Um, Travis Benjamin left the game with a head injury. I don't know if it's a confirmed concussion yet, but yeah. he is someone who was trying to make the roster as a receiver and a returner, and he, he was doing okay. He's definitely a, a bigger deep threat guy. The Niners do have some other guys at that option, um, but I'm not sure if this injury will – how that will factor in. Um, yeah. I personally didn't think he was going to make it, but not – not by much. Um, and so I don't think this helps his chances, obviously. Fun thing to note is that D Ford and Nick Bosa are both healthy and back. As oh, we yeah. So that is something that Niners fans have missed is the two of them out there together. And I was I, I was researching this for a piece I was writing the other day. So we've barely seen Bosa and Ford together as it is. Like, the, but Ford played maybe half of the 2019 season healthy and then he was done the rest of the year. I think he was done through the playoffs, right? Or did yeah. he did he make it out there in the playoffs? Yeah. So with that, like, like we have not seen the full potential of what an edge rush of Nick Bosa on one side, D Ford on the other, could be. And so that that's really exciting to me. Super exciting. I'm just uh, Demeka Ryan's was quoted saying that the options are endless, unlimited yeah. with these two guys out there w- with the rest of the defense. And seriously, totally right. another thing about Demeka Ryan's, as much as we have loved seeing him this preseason. Yet to be our new defensive coordinator, Lewis Riddick, an analyst, has already placed Demeco Ryan's on a head coach watch list. So this is just a thing where he has coaches who are within organizations that could be potential head coaching jobs when guys get fired yeah. <laughs> later this season because it happens every year. Every year, and that is huge because he has not even coached a true regular season NFL down as a defensive coordinator. And he's obviously done great so far and has quite the defense to coordinate. Um, so, yeah, just a fun piece on Tomeka Ryans. And, uh, oh, I have another piece of news. I remember one. Um, Jaquaski Tart is healthy. I feel like the last episode we talked, we were like, Jaquaski Tart's not going to make this team. Like, his turf toe's not going to let him play. Now he's back. Yeah. Great news. Is, and we didn't think he wasn't going to make the team, just healthy on the roster. 
Yes, yes. We thought he would not be healthy going into the season, and he started this week's preseason game. And I think he had the second most tackles in the game yesterday, if not the most. I want to say he was he was up there. So he played. He got some reps in, um, and that is great. We want we want Tart to be healthy and starting. But how much harder does that make these decisions for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch? Listeners, you're going to hear Timmy and I talk about that all morning about oh, yeah. how tough these decisions are. Timmy and I tried our hand at predicting the 53-man roster, and we'll we'll end the podcast with that. But, man, this is going to be the hardest decisions I've seen after preseason. There is so much depth at so many positions, and – I also saw reports that the Niners were taking calls on their second and third string guys because so many other teams don't have as much depth and the Niners are going to have to cut some guys that are easily going to get snatched up by other teams. Yeah. So, maybe recoup some, maybe get some draft picks. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I would not want to be John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan this week. Yeah. Last, um, uh, yeah. last bit of news and let's, let's get into some Trey watch, but uh, I just wanted to note, that Trent Williams is still an absolute human battering ram and is pancaking dudes every game. He's so good. Did you see um, – yeah, Trent Williams, man, has to be the best – I mean, he is the best left tackle in the NFL. The 49ers have basically had the best left tackle in the NFL as their starting left tackle for the past 15 years. Yeah, whenever Staley was healthy and whenever Williams is healthy, we got him. Yeah, being able to go Staley to Williams is just incredible. And then speaking of Trent Williams, one more thing I just remembered. Trent Williams last week was interviewed. He was asked about Nick Bosa, and he said, I played against Nick Bosa last offseason, and I've practiced against him this offseason, and he's gotten better since he came back from his torn ACL. Yeah. So better Nick Bosa, watch out offenses. It's not like he wasn't good enough. Man, am I excited to see him. Oh. It's going to be so fun. Bummer he couldn't make it out in the preseason last night, but – as we shifted and talking about the preseason game, unless you have any more news, news, Daniel, some players did make it out a lot in our preseason game, including rookie quarterback, Trey Lance and veteran quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. That was, that was quite a sight. The 49ers in their first two drives basically rotated in and out quarterback. Like it was any other position. Like it was running back wide receiver, just running on and off the field. Lance Garoppolo. It was, it was unique for sure. What did you, what did you think watching that Daniel? Um, it was different. It was certainly different. I'm not used to seeing quarterbacks switch that much. I'm not used to seeing um, so much inconsistency in terms of who's out there and what they're doing. But I do, I think we've already seen in the last 24 hours, a lot of buzz about this quarterback rotation. The word is the, uh, is the word people are using. And I think that Kyle idea or whoever had this idea, I'm assuming it's Kyle had this idea of rotating them in pretty frequently and seeing what they can do and what kind of plays they can run all together, all together as in the offense and both quarterbacks out there or switching how many plays at a time. I think what we saw was an experiment. I think what we saw was an experiment and not a sneak peek. Not that this isn't going to happen during the season, but I think it was more of, what does this actually look like? How is this actually going to go? And can this work? Is this something that if we're losing a game or, you know, we, we just need something different, is this something that could possibly and tangibly work? Yeah, I thought it was, you know, there was buzz maybe a week at the beginning of this last week 
this buzz about the 49ers potentially doing this started to come out because we've been saying and everyone's been saying all along Kyle Shanahan's been saying Trey Lance is going to get plays situationally and I think we all kind of thought that that means Taysom Hill that means coming in and running like a read option that means coming in every once in a while and then I think like last week David Lombardi was like I'm starting to think Kyle Shanahan means just like any situation like maybe he thinks Trey's better for third and seven like stuff like that and so it did come out a little with this buzz of like maybe the 49ers are going to just treat quarterback like it's running back or wide receiver and just go in and out in and out whoever's best for the specific play Shanahan wants to run and that is what we saw on Sunday and I will tell you 49ers media is running with it I have seen articles about how the 2QB thing is the future like all this and I agree with you I don't I think it's a gimmick I think it was fun for the preseason game and I think Kyle just enjoyed it I think Trey does get in more than we initially thought when comparing him to like a Taysom Hill kind of role and quite frankly I think this means Trey is ready to start to some extent because I don't see the advantage of this approach say you come in and you actually do this there's no like Trey doesn't get less snaps we've talked about how you can't for his confidence, you can't bench the guy unless he's absolute trash. But if you really think he's your future, you can't bench him. So you can't start out week one doing this switch and then week two be like, actually, we're going to just Jimmy. So this is just another step towards towards Trey being the starter. And remember, the 49ers have not yet named their week one starter, although I do think it'll be Jimmy Garoppolo. But oh, I, think, I think this rotation is a gimmick. But I think it does show like – why wasn't Jimmy out there the whole time with the ones they were doing this in practice too. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it's just more and more ways to prepare Trey to be the starter. And I do think we get some snaps like that in the regular season, just to give Trey more of a chance to, to get, get snaps with the ones, even in real games. It really, it really is going to be interesting to see not, not even how this shapes out. I'm not as much worried about how this shapes out. I think we saw that it worked pretty well. Granted, Pretty sure the Raiders have used their third string team all preseason. So, sure, we we crushed the Raiders yesterday, but we had some starters play. And I yeah, don't I don't think if... the starters traveled. Yeah, so that's something about preseason that people need to keep in mind. Some teams have been playing third team, third string, pretty much the whole preseason or the, the majority of it, and other teams are putting in guys like J.K. Dobbins who are getting season-ending yeah. injuries. I guess or, I mean that's that's the argument for not playing your starters, right? It absolutely is. It absolutely is. I think they need to get reps and they need to get game ready, but it's also hard. You know, you can't, you can't go halfway and playing football. You know, if, if I'm a linebacker or a safety or a, anywhere on the defense and I'm, you know, getting reps, but trying to stay light, not trying to go too hard. And I make a 50% tackle, I'm going to get hurt because wow. I did go all out. So football's hard to, uh, to only dabble in. You got to go all in, all out when when you're yeah. playing. So that's that's the tough part. But Trey Watch, yeah. uh, sorry, Trey Watch, Trey Lance. We're doing yeah. Trey Watch, but Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo both had a rushing touchdowns. That was pretty neat. Yeah, those were awesome. That was fun to see. I think they were two very different running styles. Trey Lance ran in there kind of pretty easily and watched Jimmy just dart in. I did not like the way Jimmy tried to get this running touchdown. He just darted into the end zone, lowered his head and threw himself into a defender head first, not head to head, but just head first. And I'm going, you are the starting quarterback. Sure. Trey is not. Well, in my mind, he still is until otherwise. So totally either way, I'd be more upset if it was Trey Lance doing this, but 
I'm like, yo, last preseason game, you got to take better care of yourself. I know I was just talking about half in, half out, but just the way that he, it was head first into the yeah, end zone. You're a quarterback. And I'm like, that is not, and not for like, Cam Newton, when he was in his prime, can do that all he wants. And I'm like, yeah, you can do that. There's not a day in Jimmy's life where I'd go, that was okay for you to do. I get traumatized. I get so scared whenever I see Jimmy Garoppolo run. Like, I just am like, this is going to be like the Chiefs game. Like, he's going to tear another ACL. Like, he's going to try to get that extra yard and he's going to injure himself. Like, it's going to happen. Every time I see Jimmy run, that's what goes through. That's what flashes through my mind. I've just never been a big, ah, Jimmy gets hurt all the time. No, he, he battled some ankle sprains and those nag, those don't go away really yeah. easily. The high ankle sprain, which it was. But when I'm watching him dive into the end zone, like I described, I'm just like, stay healthy, dude. What are you doing? Like, it yeah. is the last game. There is no reason for you to be doing this. It was, was kind of awesome, though. It was awesome. I <laughs> and Trey's run was much more of a, like, designed run, the read option, what I think we'll see a lot of if and when Trey Lance becomes the starter. I have a few more thoughts on Trey Lance. I got Madden 22 this week, Daniel, and yes. I'm playing. I started a franchise season with the 49ers, and I immediately set Trey Lance as the starter. And let me tell you, it's been amazing. It's so much more fun than playing with Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo is fine on Madden. Like, he makes completions, but Trey Lance is awesome. And I get these scrambles, and I throw these great out-of-pocket passes. Just I think we're going to be, be – I'm just – I'm excited for Trey. I love it. Hey, what do you say we, uh, we get to debriefing – the game so we can yeah. do that kind of quick and then we can talk a lot about the 53 man roster and what we think is going to happen. Sounds great to me. I think some of the biggest notes from the game. First off, if uh, listeners, if you didn't watch it or if you did, you will remember the sound of Greg Papa's voice when ha ha Clinton. Dicks oh my gosh. And Greg Papa goes, ha 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 ha. No, that was the other guy. That was both of them. The other guy. They, they both did that it. Too. And they both ruined the play. It was so ridiculous. They ruined the play. They just kept. They did like ha 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 ha. Like it yeah, was so they, dumb. They had way too much fun. <laughs> I'm like, there was another one that was dumb too, but that was that was my least favorite. It was bad, man. But ha ha Clinton Dix did have an interception, and he had a solid pass deflection as a safety, and. Yeah. uh I think he made a case this preseason to make the team. I'm not convinced that he does. Like, I do not by any means think he is a lock on the yeah, roster. Yeah, I agree. It'll be with, interesting. With how tough these decisions are, I get it. If he's not one of them, especially with our young guys, with Tart being healthy, Hufunga are like fighting for a starter job and showing he can absolutely be a, the best second string. It's, I mean, he's, he's now fighting. I think it's just Tavon Wilson. Um, well, well, we'll get into the the breakdown afterwards, but his interception was sick. I love that. I did not like the, the call on the interception. Yeah, that was um, another big, one of the other big takeaways for me was Joe Michael hasty looked good. Yeah, he did. He looked good. He had six rushes for 55 yards and two touchdowns. That's very pleasing numbers for a guy who's either our fourth or fifth or a running back who might not even make the team. I think yeah. that is the toughest decision in this entire team for cuts is running back. I um, had another, I had another fun running back takeaway watching this, this game. I was just reminded that Raheem Mostert might be the NFL's best running back. 
Like I was watching this and I was like, this guy might be the best at this in the NFL. When he ripped off a couple of those huge runs, he's just so fast. That's what he does. Anytime uh, I'm a big, you and I are both big fancy football guys and uh, we love listening to, uh, I'm going to say for both of us, our favorite is the fantasy footballers. Oh yes. And just my favorite thing about when people talk about him is they give him respect in one aspect, but not enough respect in another aspect. But the respect that they do give him is they're like, he only needs 10 to 12 touches to get his fantasy points. While a guy like Joe Mixon or David Montgomery, they need their 20 touches a game to truly get their, their true fantasy workload. But Raheem's like, dude, give me 10, 12 touches. And I'm going to take one whether it's to the house or just take off on a long run, which usually is to the house because he's so stinking fast. Yeah. I think Raheem Mostert is a huge, huge fantasy football value this year, especially if you're playing best ball. I'm in a couple best ball leagues and I snatched him up immediately. I just think he, I think people are kind of, and I think we've talked about this a little, people are kind of like, Oh, it's going to be Trey Sermon now. And I just think it might be eventually, but like not this year. (laughs) Like this is still Raheem Mostert's team. So that was that was great to see him back out there, and I agree with you that Hasty looked incredible as well. He looks so good, man. He is making this decision so tough. Um, he is really shifty, and I know he was playing a third string defense, but he's a third team, third string running back. So that yeah. argument doesn't matter, you know. Hey, you play who's like in front of you. Way better. What was that? You play who's in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter. They're up to the same. Lo- you're you're all fighting for a professional starting spot or professional depth bench or starting yeah. spot on an NFL team like that that excuse to me doesn't even make sense anymore like ah it's preseason these guys stink they're literally fighting for a job and to be out there sure they're not a a shoe in as a starter but there's a reason that they're playing preseason so yeah um Jimmy G we talked a little bit already but Jimmy G definitely looked better than I was expecting um, yeah expecting isn't even the right word um but just coming off of preseason coming into our last preseason game. I don't think either of our quarterbacks looked polished. Yeah. I think we've seen flashes from both of them and they've Did looked good s- in a lot of different aspects, but yeah. I think that they, they both have had a lot of stuff to work on. And so I think polish is the word that I was looking for there. Speaking of unpolished quarterback play, did you see, and I don't know if it was Elijah Mitchell's fault or, Trey's fault, but did you see Trey Lance just turn the wrong way for the handoff and get sacked? Yes. So bad. I wasn't sure what was happening there. Um, yeah, maybe it was Mitchell's fault. I don't know, but that that was a bad play. I don't know. Yeah, it's either one of them had to play wrong of which side it was to, and I feel that's a pretty simple fix in my mind, but, you know, maybe something – maybe it was loud. Maybe they didn't hear. I don't, I don't know what truly yeah. happened, but – Seriously. The thing that worries me most – about Trey Lance's preseason is attempts for completion percentage. And I think in all three games, it has not been great, but we've talked about every week, how Ayuk, especially Richie James, everyone has had some pretty horrible drops. Yeah. So he went, I think it was five for 13 in the first game. And we, you and I decided, no, no, really that should have been eight for 13. I think it might've been nine. (laughs) Hit three, there were three bad. or four bad drops. Yeah, it was in his first game. It was horrible. Second game still had some drops, and we're always gonna have drops, but there was probably no excuse in my mind for these drops. Um, but again, six for thirteen on yesterday's game attempts for completions worries me. Um, because he had he's had a rough ratio in all three. But again, 
not 100% on him, but just something that I want to see get a little bit better before he gets a lot more playing time. Yeah. No, 100%. I think that that has to be worked on. And I think it's interesting, because correct me if I'm wrong, he probably looked better in the series where they were doing, you know, swap a quarterback than when he had his own his own drives. And I wonder, like, maybe that's an argument, because it seems like he and Jimmy really enjoyed it. Like, Jimmy was like, anything that helps the team win, like, it was great. Like all day. So if they like it and it makes him better, like maybe we should just swap them out every other play. I think after one of the drives, I saw uh, a quick video of Jimmy doing the Bernie lean as, as they were celebrating off the field. I'm like, Jimmy's really feeling himself, man. I've, I've said this, I've said this before, but like, I mean, I always liked and respected Jimmy Garoppolo, but my respect for him has how he has handled this relationship with Trey, this guy who like we know is going to replace him, like how Jimmy has handled that. I mean, class act all around. Like, that's yeah. all I have. Like, incredible. And I think, I don't know, maybe the two QB thing. Sorry, I know we talked about this, but maybe Shanahan looks and he's like, this way I don't have to limit my playbook. I just call the play I want and I put in the quarterback that can run it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If any coach is going to is gonna make that work, and it, it's Kyle in my mind. And that that's not – I would say that even if he was the Patriots coach. And listeners, I'm not – well, I guess Bill's there, so that's a hard – it's like the other mind that can make it work. I'm just not a huge Patriots fan. So that's the team I threw out, but yeah, I think Kyle, like I would, I would say that about Kyle for any team, like he could make maybe not with any two quarterbacks, but with the two different play styles in Jimmy and Trey, he can really make work like that. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if it worked and I would give all credit to Kyle, not as much to the quarterbacks, but to Kyle for designing that. Totally. Wayne Gallman had a good uh, average rush yard with 4.6. And he also looked awesome in pass protection. And man, just another reason to make these roster cuts so incredibly difficult. He looked good averaging 4.6, you know, just one game. If you can do that all season, that's absurd. But I don't think he'll be able to do that much. Yeah, I mean – I don't know. Does, is that an argument that Wayne Gallman is playing well? And Wayne Gallman's a pretty good running back. Or is that just an argument for something we, I think, discussed before, which is that just Kyle Shanahan is awesome and he's really, really good at calling and scheming up run plays. Like, it could just be that. Like, Probably for both. Yeah, no, totally, definitely. But, man, this is, you can just hear it in my voice. I'm stressed about this decision. Yeah, I think of it's which so running backs awesome. to keep? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, most in sermon, there's no question. They had seven touches apiece and did plenty with those touches. But all preseason, Wayne Gallman and Jamichael Hasty have have looked good. I mean, safety. Uh, <laughs> Hasty has been shifty. Um, yeah. Wayne Gallman has has done better than I expected when he got the ball. And Elijah Mitchell was healthy yesterday, and he played well. He played so well, and he yeah. really. Him getting healthy, I you know you love to see when guys get healthy and get an opportunity to play, but I just can't imagine what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are thinking as Jalen Hurd gets healthy and plays yesterday, Elijah Mitchell gets healthy and plays yesterday, Jaquiski Tart gets healthy and plays yesterday, and not that he was on the bubble, but he's making someone else on the bubble, and it just the last preseason game they have so many more players to factor in. Granted, they they were already thinking about these guys. But it is so tough. And running backs, I just – there's no way in my mind that we keep five running backs. And so yeah. Wilson's hurt. So that would be 
Mostert's sermon, Wilson's hurt. And so now it's two, in my mind, it's two out of the three of Gallman, Hasty, and Mitchell. And I really yeah. think it could be any of them. I, I do too. I really, it'll I, be I can't even tell you when I think it's cut. It'll be interesting for sure. Any other thoughts on, on the preseason game before we maybe dive right into the roster and what, who we think gets cut and stuff? Yeah, I think uh, Jalen Hurd being healthy was was fun to see. Um, I know you and I are a little skeptical of what his future looks like, but I don't think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are. Um, Trent Sherfield had the second most targets in the game, and that was awesome to see. I was really excited to see him get used a bunch, and I really think that he has earned a spot I mean, there's no, in my mind, there's no chance he gets cut, but he's really earned a spot on the B team. Um, yeah. Really, really played well. Just impressive, like all around. Like this guy came in, worked his butt off, was in before everybody else, out before everybody else. And like the work, the work showed up. Like that's just been a really impressive training camp run and preseason from Sherfield. Just a couple of defensive notes. I know we've, we've harped on the offense about the pregame so far. Um, as we said, it was awesome to see Jaquiski Tart healthy. He got five tackles, so I think he led or tied for most tackles, and he was out there. Uh, Javon Kinlaw was out there and played a little bit. Yeah, nice to see him. We already talked about Ha Ha Clinton Dix's interception, and he had a nice. Ha 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 ha! I just, I'll, I'll never be able to get that out of my head. Thank you very much, announcers. Yeah. Um, Lenore yet again looked great. Don't think he played as much. The 49ers and the fifth round. Yep. Like, what is it about that? We got Jalen Moore this year, uh, Hufanga, and Diamador. Like, well, I think Hufanga was six, I thought. But, I mean, late round. I think he was fifth. Um, we, either way. Time, I get mixed up. Either way. One thing I wanted to say about Hufanga. Um, listeners, we all know how much Timmy loves Trey. And I, I love him as well. I just – I'm not even going to try to compete with Timmy's love for him. <laughs> But I will say my love for Talano Hufunga is the same for Timmy and Trey. Yeah. And Hufunga didn't play a whole lot, if I'm not mistaken, which is awesome in my mind because that means he has solidified whether it's a second string, second team role, or is fighting for a starting spot, which I don't know if will happen right away. John Lynch had some very kind words about, about Hufunga this week. But let me find um, when the when they had joint practices with uh, the Chargers. Yeah. The John Lynch in an interview said that uh, Chargers defensive end. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna really mess up his name, but Uchenna and Wozu. Okay. Uchenna and Wozu is a defensive end for the Chargers. Uh, I think he's a sophomore now. I think he was a rookie last year, two years ago. <laughs> Who fungus teammate at USC? came up to John Lynch last week during joint practices and said, I just want to let you know that you have the best football player I've ever played with. That's awesome. That guy. I mean, I mean, he went to USC. So like not that very good, not very good players usually. Yeah, whatever. And Wozu isn't like a, a massive star. I think, I think he's, he's good. I think he's a second string rusher for the chargers. And maybe now that Melvin Ingram's gone, he is replacing him. I don't know, but going up to the general manager of a team saying, Hey, that is the best guy I've ever played with that. I mean, that is just so encouraging to hear. That is so fun. Yeah. Um, so I just, I had to share that about Hufunga. Um, I, 
I think Hufanga is going to start week one at safety. I would we can talk it. about that when we talk about the roster, but I, I think he's got it. Let's get let's get into it. Let's uh, do it. And let's let's let our listeners know. Let's let everyone know that as I, we said earlier, let's just continue to harp on it. This is going to be tough. The list, the 53-man roster, the official list is coming out tomorrow by 1 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, and just for reference, we're recording this on Monday, August 30th, around 8 a.m. That's when we're recording. So tomorrow, Tuesday, August 31st, 1 p.m. Pacific, these cuts are going to become official from the Niners. I just want to say, as I said, it's going to be tough. We're not going to get all of this right. Um, If we do, someone should hire us for something other than this podcast. But uh, this is going to be tough. And let's, let's see how this goes. Starting off with quarterbacks. I believe that they will obviously take Jimmy and Trey. And I think that they're only going to run with two. I was really excited to see you think that. Cause I agree that they're only going to run with two quarterbacks. Can I make a quick argument for why they should keep two quarterbacks? Absolutely. Okay. I was thinking about this. If Jimmy and Trey go down, we're done. Like we're not going to be good doesn't matter who we bring in at quarterback and Sudfeld is not going to like help us still compete. So why keep him on the roster when Philip rivers has said he would play again. If somebody gave him a call, RG three is at ESPN. He said he'd play. I'm sure Josh Johnson is out there. I bet Josh McCown has another season in him. If he wants it, there's all these guys we could just call up from the couch who could come play and would give us about as many wins as Sudfeld. So why would we keep one of our many, many talented players off the roster to hold on to Sudfeld? But Kyle Shanahan has inexplicably liked to hold three QBs before, but that was kind of when we had the CJ Beathard thing and Shanahan just refused to admit that CJ Beathard was bad for way too long. So I, I think maybe this time he's going to only keep two QBs. And I think that would be the right choice. There is just way too much depth at four or five other positions to keep Nate Sudfeld. There totally. is, there is just so many guys that rather have kept any organization and Sudfeld I don't think it's going to get snatched up. And if he does, we'll find a different third string that's open. That's right around the same yeah, same skill. And we're not trying to dog Nate Sudfeld, but just like there are so many guys worth keeping other than Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, 100%. Nothing our against first, Sudfeld. He's looked good, but yeah. our first keeping him? very tough question. Who are the receivers and how many are there? Yeah. I think, I mean, Debo and Ayuk, for sure. Um, I think we had kind of talked about how Jalen Hurd was was done. And then really this past week, both Kyle and John have had just these quotes, just absolutely praising Jalen Hurd, saying when he's healthy, he has a spot on this team and all these things that made me think like, okay, Jalen Hurd is on this roster, maybe even as the third wide receiver. And he looked fine last night. He caught some passes and he he, he was healthy. So I think he's he's on the roster, potentially even as as the third guy. Um, so I think that's a lock. Sure, field, we've just for some background. Timmy and I both had discussed, I think in last week, but also just in conversation off air for you and I, we were not thinking Jalen Hurd was going to make it. One, if he couldn't stay healthy and can't get out there, you know, there's not, this is his third year, barely barely being able to play. So not a whole lot of point in keeping him if he's not going to be out there and if he can't even come to preseason and show up. Yeah. But he got, he was healthy. Played yesterday, looked okay, and you're right. Kyle and John both had quotes all week just saying, yep, Hurts Future is still with us. And we're like, okay, I guess we had that one wrong. But Yeah, I I think he might be the third 
like the third wide receiver for this team if he's healthy. I think eventually. I don't think yeah. Because other guys have looked fine, but I don't know if there's been anyone who has like earned the third spot. But yeah. okay, so we got got Hurd, Ayuk, Samuel. Who else mm-hmm. are you thinking? Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. Mohamed Sanu makes it. Trent Sherfield. I think both of those guys have have pretty much solidified their roles. And so that leaves, I believe they will go with six. I think so too. Some teams carry seven. I do not think the Niners will. That leaves Jawan Jennings, Travis Benjamin, uh, Webster, and... I think River Craycraft was re-signed this past week after they cut him. So I think he's technically in there too, but he won't make he it. He is. I have, I have him there listed. And Richie James is hurt, and I think they waived him as well. Yeah, he's done. He's not playing for the Niners again. Yeah, so he's pretty much out of question. Um, I believe it is Juwan Jennings who rounds out the sixth receiver spot. I think so too. He's earned it. Yeah, I think Travis Benjamin fought really hard, and if he clears waivers and doesn't get picked up, we'll be on a practice squad. Um, but he's been someone who's, who's been with us multiple times, so he could be back. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, boy. The toughest, I believe, the tough, toughest position – on this team to predict is the running backs. Yes, I agree. So in my eyes, when I stat it out, not even stat it out, but predicted the the roster, I have it at 54 man roster. Yeah. So I was gonna say one of my guys will not make it, but I don't feel right moving forward just saying, ah, one of them won't make it. So I I do believe they go with four running backs. Um I yeah. do I think there is a world where they could take five, but it just seems silly. Why take five when Jeff Wilson is hurt? Yeah. Your third string running back coming back. So most certain sermon are the obvious two. I'm really trying to put bias away, which really yeah. makes me tough. I want to see Michael Hasty and Elijah Mitchell make the team. There's yeah. nothing against Wayne Gallman. I just think Hasty and Mitchell – they're not like Gallman's not old. I don't remember exactly how old he is, but he is not no. up there. He was a rookie a few years ago. He's been on in the Giants organization for four ish years, I want to say. Um, he looked impressive for a couple of weeks when Saquon went down the first time. Yeah. In New York. No, he's, and, he's a good back. He's a good player. Yeah. I man, I don't even know where to go. You could go. I, I think it's hasty. I think it's Mitchell or Gallman are out. I think Hasty has earned a spot, and I think it's Gallman for a couple reasons. One, because I think Hasty has done a bit more on the special team side. Yeah, and I think, like, I know I agree with you that we want to take bias out of this decision, and I know everyone does, but it's hard to take bias out of this decision. And this decision is neck and neck. So if I'm John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, you cannot tell me that there's not part of me that wants to keep guys I drafted and I brought in. I think Michael Hasty was a maybe an undrafted free agent, but if I'm Shanahan or Lynch, I'm, I maybe I'm just not good at maybe I wouldn't be good at their jobs because of this. But I'm saying I brought these guys in. These were my guys that I found, and I want to keep them. Like I would favor the guys that I brought in as rookies as opposed to an outside guy. Is that the right decision? I'm not sure. But since it's this neck and neck, I feel like it's okay to let the decision come down to that. So I think maybe Gallman is out, but I think it's Gallman or Mitchell or maybe Hasty. But I feel it's hard to let go of a guy you've you 
kind of nurtured for a year like we did with Hasty. So that's why I think he's good. So I think it's a Mitchell or Gallman, and I lean Gallman just because if I'm looking at those two and I'm John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan, I say, hey, Mitchell's been pretty good on special teams. And with Richie James out, we might need him to step up as a returner. Yep. And I brought him in, and I want him. So if you had to rank them, you would say Mostert Sermon 1 and 2, yeah. Jermichael Hasty 3, Mitchell 4, Gallman out? I think so. And then I, wanna, I would put Wilson in at three when he comes back from IR. And then do we keep five? Or like does one of them become does I bet Mitchell or Hasty or Gallman, whichever of those combination, are on and off the practice squad. Yeah. I uh I I part I partially agree. And it's that's where I want to uh, swing to, but I don't know how most certain sermon are at pass blocking. Yeah. But Gallman looked good. So if I mean if he is simply the be a uh, pass blocker who can also run the ball pretty well. I wouldn't be surprised if that would get him on, but man, hasty has looked good. He's looked shifty. He's looked like a runner in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yeah. Uh, and again, you made a good case for Mitchell, whether it being the guy that Kyle drafted, Kyle and John drafted, whether it being his special teams work. Um, I will agree with you. And I, I do definitely think hasty makes it more than Mitchell. Um, yeah. I will be pretty dang surprised if Hasty is the one out of the three who gets cut. I won't be as surprised if it's Gallman or Mitchell. I will be more bummed if it's Mitchell than Gallman. I think Gallman is the one that I'm okay letting go of the most. Yeah, and I think that's kind of how everyone will feel about it. Like, it's just it's hard to let go of guys you drafted. He's got the lowest ceiling out of the three. Yeah, that's my- true. So. And I think Elijah Mitchell, I think the other reason he stays, is we've talked about this, Elijah Mitchell is more like Mostert than all the other guys on this team. And I just, I could see them wanting, I think a lot of people think Mostert's done after this year. I don't know, but I could see them wanting to nurture Elijah Mitchell into stepping up to be that speed back that Mostert has been. And none of the other guys on this roster have the chance to develop into that besides Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep moving down this list. Let's do it. Tight ends. George Kittle. Does he make the team? I don't know. Are you sure? I don't know. I think he makes the team. Man, George it was Kittle, fun seeing him out there last night. I think Willie gets there as number two. Yeah. I think Charlie Warner makes it there as number three. Yeah. Uh, I think there is a world where they could take four. And is it Michael Pruitt? I don't uh, – Jim Michael Pruitt, I think. Or maybe it's Michael Pruitt. I don't I think remember. it's just Michael Pruitt. I'm just not sure. I, I don't think Pruitt makes it. Can I make I a quick either. case why? I mean, he has – what was his contract? I just saw it. They just were, he, someone was saying that uh, preseason wasn't a tryout for him. It was more of a tune up, but there's just, I don't, okay. Kittle obviously makes it. I just don't see any of the other two. I don't see Pruitt or passing Dwelly. And I've also really liked Charlie, Char, uh, Charlie Warner this, this preseason. So I just, I don't think Pruitt makes it. And if he does, he's the fourth guy. And I wouldn't agree with that decision. I don't think that we need four tight ends when we have this many skilled players at other positions for the depth. so Yeah, and I, I think the other thing with tight end is, like, I think Jalen Hurd, if he makes the team, gets a lot of snaps at tight out of the tight end spot. Like, I think even Kyle Juszczyk might take some snaps out of tight end. Like, there are players that will step into that role sometimes, and so because of that, I'm not sure we need to carry four. You said his name. That leads us to fullback Kyle Juszczyk, my favorite. Yep. My dude, top 100 NFL player. That's an easy one. Use check is on the roster. Um, easy one. Never, the Harvard never man is not going anywhere. 
Who do you think rounds out the starting O-line? Okay, this was the thing you had on the notes you sent me that I disagree with most. So just for starters, Daniel, for his starting O-line, wrote down Trent Williams at left tackle. Fully agree. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson at left guard. Also agree. Alex Mack at center. Agree. Aaron Banks at right guard. This is where I disagree. And Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. Agree. I don't think Aaron Banks is starting at right guard. He has not looked that great at camp, and I don't think he has started for us at all in any of the preseason games. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know how much he's how much run he's gotten, even with the rest of the ones. So I I think that spot goes to Daniel Brunskill, who has been been filling it at least at least for now. I think it's going to be Brunskill Brunskill there, and then I think I- Banks is is backing him up. I would not be surprised at all if Brunskill was a starter, especially just because of experience. Yeah. I think Banks will eventually, over time, be yeah. Brunskill. I, I think the 49ers may have actually been a little disappointed in Banks so far. Not like I think he's going to be a great right. long term player, but I think we and I think the 49ers were hoping he would win that right guard spot in camp, and he hasn't. The only reason I have him there is because Brunskill can, is kind of a swing guy. Yeah. And he can play a lot. So that was more of what I had was, okay, if Banks needs help, then Brunskill can take over. But I, in my mind, that they wanted to have that flexibility for Brunskill to move around. But, yeah. like, if you – I mean, if everyone's healthy, Trent Williamson is not – Trent Williams is not – so I was looking at um, Lincoln Tomlinson right next to him, so it made me finish – add yeah. on the son to his name. Trent Williams is not moving unless of injury. Alex Mack – I highly doubt is moving unless of injury, maybe because he's a little older, they give him a little bit of rest. And yeah. And now Brunskill's really, I think the only other guy we have who could play center. So maybe he takes a few snaps a game to, to let Alex Mack rest a second, yeah. um, change out his towels. And I think Tomlinson is going to be left guard <laughs> no matter what, unless of injury. I don't see that changing. Yeah. Uh, McGlinchey right tackle set in stone unless of injury. Right. So the only I, two- I think, the guards are the two spots that I could see changing. Cause I believe Aaron Banks played left guard in college. Let's, I mean, I, we can fact check that, but I, I think he did. And the other name I want to, I want to bring up is someone you have making the bench for the O-line is rookie Jalen Moore, who has yeah. been phenomenal this preseason. I think he's been the, he's the backup left tackle and he's been, it's been really, really good, but I think he's someone that we could see maybe stepping up into that swing tackle role. If Brunskill is still with the starters, maybe stepping up to play guard. I think he played a little guard in college. Like I, I don't think it's impossible that Jalen Moore cracks this starting lineup as well this season. So him and Banks, both rookies that I think have promising futures and probably mm-hmm. start at some point this season on the offensive line, if not only because okay. of, maybe just because of injury, but possibly. So we both agree. How many linemen do you think they take? Eight, nine? Yeah, I think what you have makes sense. So we've got Trent Williams, Lincoln Tomlinson, Alex Mack, Aaron Banks, Mike McGlinchey, Daniel Brunskill is six. And I think Justin School is on the IR, and they'll they'll keep him when he comes back because he has filled in really nicely at left tackle over the years okay. with various injuries. Yeah, I didn't put him on my list since he was on the IR. It's a good note. Jalen Moore is yeah. seven. Uh, they'll take eight. So when Justin school comes back, but we're not, we don't have to count him for now. He won't be on the roster yeah. tomorrow because of injury. Um, Tom Compton is still there and he's been, he's been around. I'm trying to remember how long, but I, I think Colton um, Mikovitz, I hope I get that right is eight. And then if they go nine, it's either Compton or 
Um, man, I'm just horrible at pronouncing things. Corbin Kawafusi, um, because they they let Kainakua go, and that was I kind of expected that, but I really liked watching him this preseason. Um, and they brought back Corbin because they needed some extra O-line helper because you know they had more space by letting Kainakua go. So I don't know if he makes it because they brought him back. And that is also if they go eight or nine. And again, because they have some studs out there in the starting lineup and Brunskill Moore and Mikovic who are healthy and round out a good depth of a O-line bench, I only see them taking eight. So that would mean Corbin Kawafusi doesn't make it in my yeah. I, I I think you're right. I think that's probably right around where that will be. Okay. Especially with, we're about to talk defense, with how much D-line depth we have, they're going to try to bring in as few people at other positions as possible. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, let's talk defense real fast. Starting defensive line, they're all healthy. Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, DJ Jones, and Nick Bosa. Yeah. You think think Armstead is going to be the starting D-end, not Ford? Yeah, I, I think Armstead will get more regular snaps. I think I think yeah. I've seen even before this this preseason, they've managed Ford's reps more just to make sure he can stay healthy. Um, and I do think so. How I think it'll go um, is you know they'll do three front three front guys rushing at times. They'll do more. Um, I think the three guys that'll be out there the most on the D line is going to be Nick Bosa, Javon Kinlaw, and Eric Armstead. I think that when D Ford comes on the the edge, I think that DJ Jones will sit and they'll move Armstead and Kinlaw and kind of shift him. Yeah. I think Armstead is more natural and has looked more natural over the years at tackle than he has at end. So I think ideally we want Ford at end most of the time so we can have Armstead playing playing a more interior line spot, right? I would rather have Armstead at tackle and Ford at edge. I just have seen, I have just seen a lot of reports and a lot of depth charts where Ford is technically the second string and Armstead is in there at left end and Jones is in there at right tackle. But I think, I think it'll shift around. I think the Mecca Ryan's is not going to have a set four or five guys, what he does every single play. Um, But I think that between those five guys, those will be the, the starters. So I have Ford on the bench, and I should have explained this to you earlier. Yeah. But I have him on the bench, but it's not like bench spot by any means. He'll be playing all the time. Yeah. And it'll just be kind of a rotation between some of the guys. So I, I think you're right. They're gonna they're gonna try to keep Ford healthy for sure. They have to. Yeah. They have to, right. please. So you want to move to who do you have making the bench for for um I think D line? Because this is if the 49ers are gonna trade players, it's gonna be out of their D linemen. I think they could have up to 10 guys for the defensive line. So I think it's Armstead, Kinlaw, Jones, Bosa, Ford. That's five. Yeah. Contavious Street makes it. Yeah. Um, He's on the spot. Hurst, I think Maurice Hurst will make it, but he, yeah. I think, could start on the IR. Um, I think Kevin Givens and Zach Kerr. But I think even before those two guys, I believe Arden Key – and Samson Abukam. Yeah, he's going to make it. He's been really good. So the, the front five, Bosa, Armstead, Kinlaw, Jones, Ford, those are the five that 
they're there. No question yeah. in my mind. 100%. I think the next, I think Contavious Street is six. I think guys like Samson and Arden Key are seven, eight, and then yeah. Givens and Kerr, nine and 10. But I really do think that they pretty much all make it. Yeah. Um, Willis, Jordan Willis is an, is a question for me. Um, yeah. Six week suspension, right? Yeah. For so PEDs, I, I think. Does that mean he's, I'm trying to remember how suspensions work. Does that mean he's not on the roster? Yeah. I don't or think he counts as a roster spot. I think we can keep him without it counting as a spot, but like, I don't really know. If we can, I, I say that the Niners keep him. If we cannot, I think he gets cut because of that suspension. Yeah. Okay. Okay, linebackers. I believe – I want to say they'll take six, but I don't think so. I think they will only take five. Yeah, I think you could be right. I mean, so Warner – we don't need to talk about him. Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the NFL. He's making this team. Dre Greenlaw is the other starter, those two. Yeah. Um, Aziz Alshair. Yeah. He makes it pretty easy. He, he's been great for us. So he's one of the three. And – I have Flanagan Fowles and Griffith making it. Yeah. I think that Demetrius Flanagan Fowles will make it. Um, I've seen different reports on whether Griffith makes it or not. Um, I think he does. He's looked I good. Think he does. And I think Marcel Harris does not make it. Yeah. Marcel Harris. Marcel Harris I, I could see him making it for one, one reason alone. And that is because of his experience as a safety, right? Marcel Harris is the one who played safety and now is shifting to linebacker. Correct. I think that a player like that is such a useful tool to have when playing a mobile quarterback, which the 49ers have really, really struggled against. But like, for example, teams that have shut down Lamar Jackson have done it by playing like five or six defensive backs. So Harris gives us this opportunity to play a linebacker who moves like a defensive back and can help stop guys like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. If we play them in the Super Bowl, like these guys who the 49ers have struggled against Harris gives is a really interesting piece because of his speed and ability at former and coverage ability and time as a defensive back that he's going to be useful against these these quick mobile passers as a linebacker so because of that i almost see the 49ers keeping him just just for that purpose but i i agree that he probably is not making the team yeah uh, i mean i've seen different reports whether i mean it's harris versus jonas griffith and i liked watching jonas griffith more in the preseason but you do make a good case for marcel harris um but I just I really really liked Jonas Griffith, and I think he fits into our linebacker yeah really well, and I think he could be really good, especially hanging out with Fred Warner a lot, and he can only get better. So, and maybe uh, Flanagan Fowles is the one out. I don't know. I don't yeah. really see that. But It'll be interesting. I, I I don't think they take six, so I think it is. It's gonna be. I really do think Aziz Alshair is the third one, pretty undisputedly. Yeah, between Marcel Harris. Demetrius Flanagan, Jonas Griffith. And I think he's going to be the first one cut out of this four, uh, out of this group, but Justin Hilliard didn't look bad in preseason either. Um, I think he'll be a hard one to let go and I'm, I'm sure he'll make a a team somewhere else. Okay. And then let's, let's work. Let's walk through the secondary real fast. Let's do it. We're almost there. We're almost Almost there. there. Cornerbacks. What do we think for cornerbacks? My friend. 
Jason Verrett is going to be the number one cornerback. He has earned it. He has worked his butt off to come back from some serious injuries. And I think he might be one of the best corners in the NFL this season. Okay. Let's start with how many cornerbacks do you think they're going to take? Probably four or five. I think they'll definitely take at least five. I'd be really shocked if they took anything less. Yeah. I don't think they go past five, even with the injuries that the cornerbacks have had in the past. I no. think they'll go five. So Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, Kawan Williams. I mean, that that's the top three, but then there's no way they're not taking Deandre Lenore. That's yeah. four. Lenore's making it. I know he hasn't looked awesome in preseason, but he's a yeah. third round pick. They're taking Ambry Thomas, I bet. Yeah, Ambry Thomas is making it. You don't that's you don't five. cut a third round pick unless they're absolute trash and he has Absolutely been. Not. Um I think that if they go six, it's Dante Johnson. Yeah. If they go six, it's Dante Johnson that gets it. That leads us to safeties. I believe I – I really only think they'll take four, um, and it's Jimmy Ward, Jaquiski Tart at the top. Those are potentially the two starters. Yeah. And- Do you think Tart is the starter over – over Hufanga, or do you think he just got the starting role last night because they wanted him out there more because he's coming back from uh, turf toe? Um, that's hard because Hufanga didn't play a lot, which it doesn't deem him a starter, but it makes me want to think so. And Tart got to play a lot, but he also didn't play preseason, and so I think they're seeing if he's ready to go. Yeah. If Tart is fully healthy and ready to go, he's, he's probably the starter. No, I think end of the season, Hufanga's the starter. Yeah, I think somewhere just like just like we're doing Trey Watch, I'm now going to be doing Hufunga Watch to see when he comes in as a starter. Yeah, because I think it's only a matter of time before Hufunga takes over because he's incredible. Totally. Um, and I'm not saying one of our guys is going to get injured, but Ward has had problems staying healthy. Tart as well. All of our secondary has had one way or another problems staying healthy. So Hufunga's I'm going to go with two and a half two and a half on the bench uh, right behind Tart. I think Tavon Wilson is the fourth guy. Um, I don't see HaHa Clinton Dix beating Tavon Wilson out. Yeah. Personally, I would love it because I would love to have HaHa on the team. Um, but I wouldn't I, just because I never want to hear another announcer go, HaHa. Yeah, for real. That's the only only thing I got against it. But no. It's not if, his fault, but I'm going to hold it against him. I think they'll take a fifth safety before they take a sixth cornerback. So it all depends on how much – it all depends on which position they want to make sure they keep the depth. Yeah. Uh, and we know that defensive line is where there's so much depth, but, the, you know, there's only a certain amount of guys you can yeah. take keep on a defensive and line I, before you look crazy. I think something to remember is the 53-man roster is important, but it, it's fluid. There will be guys that are cut that are back on the team in, like, four days. So just, like – it's going to be a week or two before we really, really know what our roster looks like. So yes, cuts are going to come out tomorrow, but there's going to be guys that come back. Like it's yeah. not, it's, it's a very fluid situation. Yeah. Okay. Last, last part. You didn't, you didn't forget our special teams guys. Timmy. Of course not. Special teams is where you, where you win championships, my friend. Rabbi Gould. Rabbi Gould. Our kicker yet again. We'll be kicking. I got him in a fantasy team, and I'm excited. Uh, punter, Mitch Wishnowski. Wishnowski, throwing the, the H in there with the Wishnowski. 
Isn't that it? Or is there not an H? It is. No, it, it's yes. just different than what I'm used to seeing. And, and then, then Tabor Walmart Pepper. George Kittle, Tabor Pepper at long snapper. <laughs> Somebody called him that. I forget if it was a teammate, but George Kittle like said in an interview, like, yeah, I love it. Like, keep calling him that. Tabor that Pepper's is, awesome. I love that. Yeah, he – He's there as, as a long snapper man, and he's great. Um, Just the thought, having a bad long snapper can ruin your football season because that almost happened to the 49ers once. What season was it where we went through like five different long snappers? So it was like, what is happening? It might have been 2019. It might have been the Super Bowl run. We just kept bringing in new long snappers. I feel like it, it feels longer ago than that, but my my time in the last year or two has been thrown off just like all of yours. Yeah. One one note I want to say I forgot to mention this. I did. It was in my head and I didn't say it. Uh, Michael Kendricks was a linebacker. We signed a veteran linebacker. We signed. Yeah. He will start on the IR, but I believe that he has a spot on the team when he comes back. Um, Interesting. Okay. I yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if unless unless some of the guys are there and they're doing great that started the season there and they eventually say okay we're actually not going to keep them. Yeah. Um, but I think he would have made the team if he was healthy right now. So 100%. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm curious to see as just as you were talking, who comes in, who comes out and uh, Oh boy, am I excited for this season? Um, yeah. Next week we're going to do, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the cuts. We'll look at our predictions and see, you know, what we think about certain guys who were cut and certain guys who made it. And, and then, then we will preview the week one nfl season game against the detroit lions yes we will Um, it's gonna be fun i am thrilled for that so until then listeners thanks for listening in yeah thanks for tuning in we will uh keep an eye out for all these roster cuts everybody and then next week we'll catch you up to speed and get you ready for week one have a good one out there listeners